the alarm was still going off. I'm shaking. I'm crying. I walked out the back door. I waited for them to leave because I didn't want them to see me like that. Yeah. So I walked out the back door and I crouched out against the side wall and I looked up and I saw the principal running from the back building, running towards my classroom. So he already knew what was happening. He yeah. already knew what was happening. He was coming to get me. Hey, what's going on? This is Grum Talk. If we haven't met before, my name is Andrew Tan, and this is my attempt to learn how to adult so that I can be the best father and man for my one-year-old son. I have no idea what I'm doing. So every week I'm gonna have interesting and amazing conversations with some of my closest friends and some people that I've never even met. And my goal is with every conversation, there's one piece of wisdom, one nugget for Elijah to learn from. This episode is very special to me. Not only because it's the first episode since moving into the new house, but also because it's Veterans Day. And I am a proud US Army veteran. And so is my guest. His name is Julio Peterson, AKA Mr. Pete of Mr. Pete's Playhouse. Children of all ages are learning through laughter, having fun, singing, dancing, and he's tackling some real issues. On this episode, we talk about how to be creative, finding that creativity in you, fear of success, and we actually open up a lot about our own army journeys and dealing with PTSD now that we're out. I hope that you really get something out of this and Elijah, when you watch this years from now, I hope the stories about the PTSD are something that give light and color to our own relationship as you become a young man. If you like it, please like, share, subscribe, comment, all the things on social media because it really does help and keep me motivated to do this for my son. Without further ado, here is Julio Peterson. Five, four, three, two, one. What's up, buddy? Hi. <laughs> it is great to be here. I'm so happy to, uh, to talk to you right now. So I'll do an intro later on, kind of separate and everything, but okay. I just want everyone to know this is the first time that we are actually in person yeah. talking and meeting. Yeah. And I'm it's very excited. It's been a few months. You're actually the first interview I've done since really COVID hit. Wow. Yeah. I am honored to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yes. Well, for anyone who doesn't know, right, after the intro, you uh, mm-hmm. uh is my neighbor or was my neighbor. Was your neighbor. In, we'll in always the- be your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In the old neighborhood. And, um, you know, we were on the Facebook group for the, the neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I just saw you doing some really amazing things, creative things, yeah. um, things I want to talk about. Um, but why don't you kind of explain what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. what you're trying to create right now, and why? Okay. Well, um, okay, my name is Julio. <laughs> Mr. Pete. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Mr. Pete. And um, so I have a uh, YouTube channel called Mr. Pete's Playhouse. Yes. Go and subscribe. Go subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yes. And so me and my partner, his name is Kirk Rojas. He is the um, the guy that does all of the graphics and visuals for Mr. Yeah. Pete's Playhouse. So we came together and um, during the COVID, when COVID first started, we came together and... Well, I started it off first as just like I wanted to create something for my students okay. to teach them virtually because 
when COVID first hit, we didn't really know what we we're going to do. Yes. We didn't really have any guidance yes. yet at the time. And so everybody was like scrambling, trying to figure out what they're going to do, yeah. how they're going to teach uh, their students. And yeah. for me, being a drama teacher, I teach the whole school. So I needed to find a way to reach pre-K all the way up to fifth grade students. That's a lot of kids. So, how many kids is that, give or take? Um, on a normal <laughs> sure. uh, circumstance, we're about six to 700 kids. Yeah. Normal. But now, because of virtual and COVID and all stuff, it's like in half. Yeah. And right a lot of kids have either left or are at home or... Came in yeah, as a kid. It's rough. Yeah. It's rough. And um, so... I went to school one day and I was help I was volunteering to pass off food, groceries and books and stuff to the kids. Awesome. That's what I do. <laughs> um, and then one of the first grade teachers, we were just having a conversation and she was like, I was trying to I was asking her, like, I don't know how to reach the kids. Like, what do I do? Yeah, what yeah, do I, yeah. And she just gave some advice. She was like, Why don't you just record your lessons? And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so this, you didn't do this before? No. That, that no. still surprised me. I mean, to cut you off, but it surprised me because the production value oh, wow. that you guys have in the beginning, I mean, I could tell there's a little bit of piecemealing together. Yeah. But even in a short period of time, I mean, very well done. Thank Audios, you, you know, yeah. and the, your graphics guy, what's his name again? Kirk Rojas. Kirk is yes. amazing. Yes, he I is. Mean, Yes, he he's probably turned these out quick. Yes, right? well, actually, we so at the, <laughs> for both of us, this is the first time both of us have been doing anything really? like this. Yes, yes. So we are pretty much You're so good at it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we pretty much like feed off of each other. We're learning together. I think that's a great thing about our partnership. It's like we. Well, he's from the Virgin Islands as well. Uh, so we have that connection. Um, and he was also, he is the graphics person for my theater company as okay. well. He does all the graphics and all the media stuff for yeah. the theater company. Um, but Mr. Pete's Playhouse actually creating an episode with all of that stuff. Like that was the first time for him. So when he first started off, it took him literally seven, eight hours to do one episode. Oh <laughs> that's how i feel I, now yeah, right. yeah i mean and the same for me it took hours and hours and i still do but i'm better at it yeah um but now he spins like he returns them in like three four hours he gets it so he's cut his time in half yeah. just in these short few months um i guess they say pra practice makes perfect like we are just every episode we're trying something new and yeah. getting better at it and seeing what works and don't work yeah. and getting the suggestions and recommendations from people and literally every episode is trial and error. Every episode <laughs> I see, and I watch almost all of them. I, right now. I do. I do. That, and that's fact, right? <laughs> but uh, I will say every episode I could tell it's not just increments of improvement. Mm -hmm. Like these are Vast yes, oh my god, noticeable improvements. Well, that is definitely encouraging. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you guys had the theater company before, right? So you're used yes. to being on camera or in front of people. Yes, yes, yes. So the theater company was started in 2014. Okay. Um, and I've been a theater performer, musician, person since high school. So, yeah. you know, this this is me. I've always been a performer. <laughs> Um, and of course, um, joining the military that definitely gave me more experience being in the soldier show. Um, and then 
after I are we going there yet or uh, let's, let's keep recapping and I'll, I'll jump back in that one. Okay, okay. So after that, um, I came to Houston and I went to TSU to study vocal performance. Okay, and um, I saw that there was not a lot of opportunities for my colleagues and classmates to perform outside of the school. Oh, really? Um, and so we went to audition for I won't say the name of the show, but we went to audition <laughs> for a show. And it was two instances actually, and I got in. Yeah. But my colleagues or classmates, friends, they did not. Okay. And they were just as talented or even better than the people that did get in. So I took that as okay, I needed to find a way to give them that opportunity to perform as well. Because I, I had just came off, you know, a tour and all that stuff. So yeah. I'm used to that. But for them being in college, they didn't have that experience yet. Right. And I knew that I was, I had the experience and I was in a position where I could have maybe provided a little bit yeah. of that for them. And eventually it yeah. worked out. And so that's how the company was created out of that. When was that? That was 2014. So you have a little bit of time now. Yeah. That was that's 2014. Amazing. Since then, we have pushed out, at, uh, we were at number six, six main stage productions really? since then. Yes. You will, will you let me know next time. I know. will, as soon as COVID is over. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as that is over. Oh my but, gosh. Yeah. So I like that you already brought it up because it's a great segue. Mm -hmm. I think one of the reasons why I was so attracted and connected to you was not just your work with children and being creative. Because mm -hmm. I, besides doing all that great work for the kids, right? I, as, as a creative, understand mm -hmm. what it takes yeah. to get that production going, yeah. right? And for you to do it, I mean, how many episodes are you dropping a, a week? A week? Now? Well, now we do it weekly. Okay. We do it weekly, but we try to record like two episodes a week. That's just, just so that we can push it out weekly. Yeah. So right now we're two weeks ahead and I have to actually start recording. I'm behind. I'm not even going <laughs> to lie because of work. Yeah. But um, what we have... Two more episodes to record until the season finale. Yeah. Which we're going to do like a holiday episode and just to cut it off right there. Yeah. But we're going to continue recording for the next season. So once, that's whenever that starts up, um, we'll already have some episodes already your, finished. Your episodes are always so timely. Yeah. yeah. Too. That's what we strive for. Like Definitely. really good. So I don't, how far in advance do you record though? Because you had stuff about, you know. The holidays coming up. Yeah. You, you had stuff about. We did um, uh, Hispanic Heritage Month. Yeah, <laughs> all, all of it. And yeah. I felt like it was within the same week when it happens. I mean, yeah. The um, planning was really good. So um, before this new look that we have, when we first started off, like I would record an episode that week. Yeah. And then. I will be like, okay, what's what's something significant that's coming up in the following week? Let me think about it. And then literally it would be like two, three days before. And I'll be like, oh, let me just do this. <laughs> like like the Mother's Day one. I was, it was literally like, what Mother's Day fell on like that Sunday or that Monday? Somebody, yeah. yeah. And literally that, that Wednesday before, I was like, I should do a Mother's Day episode. <laughs> <laughs> and so I recorded the Mother's Day episode. And so it, it was like that in the beginning. Now we're getting better at foreseeing or foreshadowing what's coming up yeah. and trying to um, record ahead of time. Like the Hispanic Heritage Month one, uh, we recorded that um, like three weeks before. That's good. Yeah. I wish Hispanic. I was like that right now. Yeah. And then the episode on Monday, Veterans Day episode, that's been done 
three weeks ago. For that's real? been done. Yeah. All right, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, that's so, been so, done. So, so, so this is, like, so what I was saying was, besides production and everything, right, mm-hmm. is I found out that you were a veteran too. Yes. Right? Yes. And so I, I just felt such a kinship to you automatically. Yes. Um, when we're both minorities, both in the Army. Yeah. Not the Air Force. Not the Air Force. <laughs> not the Air Force. No. Um, Although, when I was recording that Veterans Day episode, I was like, this, the Air Force song is nice. So, <laughs> so true time. When I was 18, I picked up a scholarship. It wasn't the Army first. It was the Air Force. Air Force picked me up my first year. Oh, wow. It did. Yeah, don't be disappointed in me. I'm not. <laughs> I actually, honestly, like, mm, I kind of wanted to go to the Air Force. If first. I go back and I wasn't so gung ho on doing the things I wanted to do when I was 18, 19, yeah. I might have, it might have been nice. They have the been. best post, the best food. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, the best, not the best song, but it's a good song. It's a good, well, <laughs> it's, uh, you was there for it. I was like, oh, snap. Because I literally learned, I'm not even going to lie to you, I learned all of them. Five minutes before recording them. That's really good. Because what happened was he had, he's in the National Guard back home. Although he lives here in Houston, Mm -hmm. he's still in the National Guard back home. So he had to travel for AT. And he's been... He's been home for the last two, three weeks, actually. Yeah. And so he was like, well, back home, you know, he can't travel with all his software and stuff. So he's like, I need you to record yeah. all the episodes that you're going that we're going to put out <laughs> while I'm home right. before I get home. Yeah. And so literally that I had. So we had two episodes already completed. No, we had one completed and I had to record two more. Oh, wow. And so. I had texted him, and it was a Thursday night after I just finished with leg day. So, you know, I'm exhausted. You don't got to stand to see. <laughs> no, but, but I work kind of outside. Okay. So, at the park yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So, and he make my, I have a trainer. He makes me run hills on leg day. Oh, so, okay. after that, I'm done. Yeah. Like, so, I texted Kirk, and I'm like, well, what? when is the last day to send you this episode? And he was like, I leave tomorrow. <laughs> So I need it by tonight. That's so funny. I was so. Can I say the p word? Go ahead. <laughs> I was so <laughs> mad. Like I literally was. But you know that's our relationship. Whatever. Yeah. Um. So I I came home and um I went upstairs and I had to try to figure out how to put this episode. Like, what are you? Because you, I did a Memorial Day episode, so yeah. I couldn't really like. It's kind of the same material. It's very close. Very patriotic. So, yeah. like, what do I do as a that's kid, different? It's hard to tell the difference. Exactly. Right. So, what do I do that's different? So, I decided, okay, I'm going to just make this music heavy. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I said, I'll just learn all the songs and then just talk about each branch. That's nice. So, I researched a little bit about each branch and I had to learn each song that night. <laughs> <laughs> That night. So no, I didn't no, go no to bed. Cars, no karaoke, no, no cars, no karaoke. <laughs> well, I used karaoke tracks, but okay. and so the words were <clears throat> there for the most part. But I still had to learn the melody and yeah, all of that yeah. stuff. You know, I only know the army song, and I'm familiar with the air force song, but I've never heard a navy song before. Who's that? The navy song. I don't <laughs> even know how it goes. I don't remember how it goes. But yeah, yeah. so That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so that that drops Monday. That drops Monday. Yes, I'm excited. That drops Monday. I'm excited to see that. It's not a. It's not as um. Uh, I would say intricate as the other episodes. That's okay. But it's an episode. Yeah, we put it out, and it's something, and I hope people appreciate it. No, we will. Because I'm not even gonna lie to you. When he sent that episode back to me, 
I literally had tears in my eyes. Really? Yes. And I told him, and I'm, I'm not even lying. Okay. I literally texted him and I said, I don't know if I'm crying because the episode is so great. Yeah. Or I'm crying because of how much work and how exhausted we both were to complete it and to see it oh, completed. Oh, yeah. Finally, it's just like, a, oh, <laughs> it's done. And it's like... I don't know if it was a passion cry or what it was, but Both. it was just emotional when I got it back from him. I was like, yeah. oh. <laughs> so, yeah. So we put a lot of heart and effort and passion into it. Yeah. Singing those songs, did it make you miss wearing your uniform? Yes. It did? It did. So one of the reasons why I got back in as, as, as a reservist is because my wife loves me in my uniform. Oh, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, wh- why did you join? I mean, you said you were 18. Very I was. Young, I was very young, very young. I um, was in the Virgin Islands, St. Croix, um, and I uh, went to the University of the Virgin Islands for one semester. Okay. I was studying <clears throat> music education, oh. but I wasn't happy there. I was on St. Thomas for like, okay, UVI yeah. and St. Thomas, and I... It just, it just some, and that's always been me. Something just didn't feel right. Like I felt like I didn't belong there. What do you mean? At all. I kind of think, I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. So sing, although we are one Virgin Island, St. Croix is completely different from St. Thomas. I didn't know that. Yes. What do you mean by different? um, By comparison, I would say um, St. Croix would be like, not the city, but like San Antonio as far as like, more spread out, suburban, okay. cultural, yeah. um, very heavy on culture and music and yeah, all of that yeah. stuff. And I would say St. Thomas is more like, I don't know. <laughs> I want to say Houston because Houston is very cultural too. But St. Thomas is very, they're tourist heavy. Okay. And so it is a smaller island. There's a lot more people. There's a lot more to do, but I wasn't used to that as an 18, I mean, a, a yes. teenager. I'm used to the relaxed vibe you yeah, know? yeah yeah and so it was completely different for me um and maybe that's something that i struggle with now where i just can't be around too much heaviness going on too do you much. like being in the burbs now i love it i do too i love it yeah i, I even i don't even like all this that's building up like it's I, I got to, <laughs> so we were one of the first houses out here uh we were actually the first or second one to move in, in this whole block oh wow amazing exactly at night yeah. what the dogs go for a little bit yeah and that's how we were in the old neighborhood were you? we were like the fourth or fifth house oh really i was on the last one yeah. <laughs> but yes but i still love like just I love a laid back i huh i love our little neighborhood over there yes absolutely. I, the the second day we were there the kids on both sides of me were playing outside yeah made me so happy they're still there yeah <laughs> and then you know we, we had our son i was like i can't wait for him to grow up playing outside yeah it's, it's, it's a cool thing yeah and so i um so you left i left uh saint thomas and i actually went to the recruiting station there um oh. yeah i needed to find a way out and i was that I, your way out then that was my way out I didn't know that. Okay. that was my way out i had no idea what i was doing but i followed a friend he was joining the army that's way. and i said okay and I went to the, actually, I'm lying. I just went to the recruiting station with him. I didn't, I had no intentions of going to the military. Oh, that's how good they are. I just, yeah, I just <laughs> went there. And so he, the recruiter, you know, talks to me, asks me about 
um, my life. And he knew I was a performer at home. He knew I had just won um, Mr. St. Croix. That's awesome. So I just won. So, you know, all of this stuff. So he pushed. Yeah. Um, Operation Rising Star, which is military idol, he pushed that. I've he never showed even heard of that. really. Well, but I, I mean, want I, it. I, I mean, I know, I, I know what it is. Yeah, but I've never heard that that name for it. Yeah, it was um, called Operation Rising Star. I had no idea. Yes, yes, yes. So, so you got that fresh up, like uh, in your contract? No, 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 no. He he promised all of that stuff to me. He promised the soldier show. He'll do that, um, right? Of course. Um, but you know, when I joined and I got in, it was nothing, nothing. I didn't even get a, a bonus. I got nothing. What? Nothing. So did you know you were going to go into a 42 series? I knew that. Yes. Okay. Because so you- I, it was either outside of performing. I loved office work. Like okay. when I was in high school and uh, I did dual. So I did high school and vocational school at the same time. Uh, okay. And so I had a business certificate. That's so awesome. I was in the business field as well. Yeah. So, um, he told me about 42 Alpha Human Resources. And so yeah. I went into that. But everything in my mind was Soldier Show, Operation Rising Star, Army Band. So how did, you, how did you get into it? Okay, so... Because um, I, I don't even know... I'm going to cut I didn't even know... I knew that this, the show existed. Mm-hmm. I've traveled around enough to see it. And I've seen it in different countries. And like it's awesome. Yes. Everything they do. Yes. And I've met a couple people in it. Mm-hmm. I've never known how do how you, you actually... Do get in it yeah audition what is that process like? okay so um in 2007 i joined the army got out of basic training and everything um in 2008 i was at fort leonard wood and they had auditions for military idols so each installation has their own audition run by run by the mwr yes so i auditioned um i competed and then i won that competition and so when you win, you automatically... So, two things happen when you win. When you win, you go to the National Operation Rising Star competition. And also, it's like something dings at um, Army Entertainment, which they're not they're not there anymore. But something go- goes in their system, yeah. and they reach out to you. Oh. So, they reached out to me. Which, are you interested in auditioning? Blah, blah, blah. So, I submitted um, my audition packet with all my videos from Operation Rising Star. Um, and um, of course you have to get released. You have to get a release letter by your command. Is it hard to get released? It depends. Well, that, that's my question, right? Is it, is it like, is it political? Like you gotta be like, hey sir or ma'am, like I- Well, I so, to, so I guess for me, things has always worked out. <laughs> <laughs> um, my command, because they really supported me in, in Military Idol. They really did. And when I won, it was like a, a highlight for them. You know, cool. your, cool. your soldier won and that, the installations, Military Idol. They so, put that on their OER? I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> really? Absolutely, yes. Like they, they trained you to sing, though. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Through my leadership, blah, 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 blah. Come yeah. On. yeah okay. so, um, so when I went to my sergeant major at the time, oh, and they had me. Um, I was the one that used to sing the national anthem at all the graduations and stuff. So they knew. You were that guy. Exactly. (laughs) So, and it was Tradox. So we always had graduations. Mm -hmm. So they, I was that guy. So they knew that my military, I mean, my musical aspirations, they knew my talent, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So that was like, they let me go. Okay. That's right. So um, that was included in the packet and I send it off in like, I want to say like November. Uh Uh-huh. And it's just dead silence. You don't hear nothing back. For how long? Nothing. Until mid-January. It's like three or four months almost. Yes. 
I mean, and it was just like torture. I mean, that wait was so long. But one day I got a phone call. <laughs> That's so cool. I got All right, a so phone they say call. they say, "All right, Julio, you, you're you're the guy. We pick you." No, they no? well, they stay. They they call you and they say, um, "We got your video, whatever, whatever, and we're interested in you coming down to." At the time, it was at um, sorry, would it be in um. Virginia? What is that called? Virginia? The base in Virginia. Was it for Lee? No, it's the other one. Oh my god. For Belvoir. Oh for yeah, right by DC. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. So um they said we'd like to invite you to Fort Belvoir to uh, do a live audition. Okay. So after your video audition, you go yeah. to the live auditions. Uh-huh. And um so they send you all your plane tickets, everything. And so That's I went to the live auditions and it was a week when was a week no it was like two three weeks of the audition process two to three weeks includes pt tests (laughs) wait that cannot be right because yeah i mean this respectfully to these people but i definitely saw some like big dudes (laughs) singing their hearts out right and i'm like there's no way this dude yeah but they passed their pt test just (laughs) like all the officers anyway (laughs) i used to match my pt test (laughs) so yeah so it comprised of your pt test and um you had to do um your live auditioned. Okay. You had to be able to um, pick up choreography like that. You're dancing uh, too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. I never seen a show like that before. Really? I've seen I... the bands, and I've seen, I guess, a choir type. I don't remember seeing the show. Oh, you're then you're. I'm missing out. You're missing out. Oh, yeah. You're thinking of something completely different. I think I am. Then. Yeah. yeah Why yeah, don't yeah. I know this? Do they do soldiers get to watch you guys? Yeah. I've never got to see. Are that. you serious? Yeah. So when we're finished, I'll show you the videos. But <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. Um, so the, yeah, the PT test, um, your choreography, your ability to uh, harmonize and sing chorally, of course. That's cool. Um, and all of that stuff, behavior and all that stuff, of course, um, plays a part in it. But at the end of that audition process, which was like three weeks, then they let you know if you've, you're staying for the show, or you've been oh. selected, or you've been cut. And if you're cut, then you go back. How many people get selected? Um, so the first year I did it, I think there were like 15 of us. It's not a lot. It's not. And then how many started? You remember? Uh, no, I don't. It's like over 20 something. Easily. Easily. Yeah. 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 And then the second year I did it, um, they had budget cuts and stuff. They were downsizing. So I think there was like 10 or 12 of us or maybe flipped something like that. Sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they definitely cut people. Um, and then I made it twice. (laughs) And, uh, once you get selected, then hell starts. (laughs) It is hell. No way. Yes. Say more. Okay. So I'm so fascinated by this. Yeah. So anyone who doesn't know, Emma, my, my wife and people are always like, Hey, how is the army? Right. mm -hmm. And I had, not a, a more traditional path because um, I was a 74 series of chemo, mm-hmm. but I was, you know, a platoon leader um, for a striker brigade in battalion, right? Oh. And so I was on the line the whole time. So, so I, didn't, I, I, didn't. I did no C-burn stuff. It's a whole new, it's a whole right? different I, world. Some, I maxed my PT tests, of right? Course. I shot, like I expert yeah. everything, right? So, so my path was that way. And that's the reason why I went to the army instead of the air force. Cause I was so like sitting oh. down and the air force like, doing like what's going on and sergeant major comes back and goes hey ton you want to jump out of airplanes it's like what are you talking about he goes, sign a contract with me tomorrow to go in the army oh i'll see you in an airborne school your first 
summer. All right, after that. And he did. And you did. I did. And so I got to I got to do all the, the fun, cool, cool stuff, right? But when they asked me that, I don't know anything about this other side. Oh my gosh. Like we joked about how, you know, the the one shop that the personnel, the, the human resource shop mm-hmm. and the the logistics, the S4 shop, those are your that's your bread and butter. If you right. have, have a good relationship with them, then you're good. You're and good. I always did that, right? Because yeah. I wasn't a typical right. like like eleven series, a thirteen series guy, like right. an infantry or um like line guy. But other than that, I, I don't know anything else about wow. what the army could do. Yes. I thought everything there was, was so to support many, the line. No, there were so many opportunities. Out I'm there. so fascinated about it. And I love that there's yes. different ways to serve yeah. your, the country. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So, okay, so you get picked. Tell me about yes. why it's hell. Okay. Because so you paid your dues then. You pay your dues, definitely. <laughs> so, the main thing is that you are a performer and you are the road crew as well. That's what they don't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> the army is so cheap. Yep, yep. Just yeah, army are, is so cheap. So you get trained to build a set, and we're talking tons of equipment. Oh yeah, loading and offloading, and actually building the frame. And I thought that was some, stuff. some stages. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So building the set and um, learn about lighting, audio, wiring, all that stuff. <laughs> so that's why I know my what I know now. I'm thankful for that opportunity, but it was yeah. So. <laughs> Um, That's why you gotta pass the exactly, test. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So a typical rehearsal day, um, you wake up, you do PT, yeah, um, and then you do PT at like six o'clock, um, and then you go back home, of course, to the barracks. You shower really quick, yeah, and then you report to the um, army entertainment, the building, the stage. Um, by I think like seven. And this is all at Fort Belvoir. This is at Fort Belvoir, and then they move to Fort Sam Houston oh, afterwards. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, um, and then you start. So after you get there, then you head to the stage and you start um, choreography. So choreography in uniform. <laughs> I'm in PTs. But were you performing in uniform? I'm guessing. No, I don't know what. Are you serious? What are you wearing on stage? Like costumes? Wearing costumes, yeah. What is going on? We the I'll only track, can we pause it so I can show you or something? Look, yeah, <laughs> this, this is one of the nice things about having this right now. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe this. Okay. I thought like as a dancer you would have known this world. No. Wow. I, here's the funny thing about me and dance. I didn't start dancing until college. And then uh, in the army, I was it, it was my escape. Right, okay. so I'd be, you know, a young LT, um, all, you know, six to six or six to seven, whatever it was. Uh-huh. And then right after, I was in sweats and, oh. you know, sneakers. After, it was, I was so removed. Yeah. All right, so. Type in, uh, 2000, actually just type in my name, Julio Peterson III, and I have like a highlight reel. The S-E-N. Oh, it should come up anyway. S-E-L-E-S-E-N. Okay, maybe not S-E-N. <laughs> Oh, that you? There it is. There it is. Is that you? Yes. No way. That was me. I hope this shows up on camera. If not, I'm going to do like a picture. That was me at 20 picture. years old. Yes. This is amazing. I can't believe this. I'm going to turn it a little bit. That's you? Yes. <laughs> that was... <laughs> Yo, this is awesome. We're all soldiers. This is fantastic. Yes. Okay, I've never seen this. I've never seen this. What am I thinking about then? I'm thinking about um, they're like in their uniforms playing in a band or singing. On you're talking or, about like uh, like the army, the all army band. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. Army choir. This is, this is, that, that's why I thought you were talking about yeah. this whole time. No, no, no. This you're is, really dancing. This is yes. Did you? Da- you must have danced before though, like a little bit. 
Well, growing up in the Virgin Islands, yeah. I was in a, a Calypso band, and so I, you know, I have that natural. But I'm not a dancer, dancer, no. No, yes, you are. <laughs> wow, you guys doing like building the set and everything? Yeah, so we had to build that whole set, and it's like a All fi- big, only fifteen of you guys. Well, we had um, about five tech crew as well, oh, but it was uh, roughly 20 people. Yeah, yeah. Yes, the whole set. And we're talking like 30, 50 pounds, tons of equipment. Because each of those pieces come off and they have to go fit in their cases. It literally took us seven hours to break down. No, seven hours, six to seven hours to build it. Yeah. And then about four hours to break it down. And then perform and then break it down. How many shows a night? Um, So for if for a tech tech strike no tech perform strike it would be one show what does that mean tech that means strike. you get to the venue at 7 a.m and you build the set and you finish building the set at like three yeah and then you go back to the room for a little bit and, and then come back at like four or five um perform the show and then immediately after you perform the show, exhausted, a 90-minute high-energy show, yeah. you have to break down the whole set for another three hours and, and load, load it up, and we move on to the next. Tour bus or something? We had a tour bus, yes. Cool, yes. Yes. So I'm going to shout you out, though, because you're leading right now. I am. <laughs> of course you are. I'll of course you're leading. That's fantastic. Right yes. I had, in this show, I had, like, oh, God. <laughs> oh. That's uh, Chris Brown. I love you so much right oh now. Oh my god. <laughs> You're getting it. <laughs> Please do this on your, one of your episodes. <laughs> Mr. Pete's. Oh gosh. You know, you're so good. You're performing and Thank just like you. you're oh my gosh, you're fantastic. Thank you. I mean everybody on that stage. Yeah, we we definitely grind. You're heel toeing right now. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's nine. Oh my gosh! Yes, I love that. Thank you for showing me that. That was that a year of Kanye. Nine. I did a Kanye song and all of that stuff. So <laughs> yeah, so that whole rehearsal, pro- we rehearsed and learned the show and learned all the tech stuff for about four months. I wish I could have choreographed that. You would have like, been like, like, like looking back, looking yes. like, I didn't know that wasn't even a thing I could do in the yeah. army. I thought, and I said it before, I thought my job in the army, especially as a young lieutenant who doesn't know anything, mm-hmm. was to run fast, yeah. ask a lot of questions, yeah. and find a really good E6 or E7 NCO and just be like, help. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, and I lucked out. My yeah. first platoon sergeants, I had two, and they both were like solid. Yeah. Like, to this day, like, you know, we're really good friends. Wow. Um, I just lucked out really well. Um, now, do you do you think, do you find that to be, because I've always had difficulty with processing that, where you have a um, an older NCO who's been in, let's say, a, a mm. first sergeant yeah. who's been in for almost 20 years, yeah. but his commander... Has been in for like eight years, seven, yeah. eight years. Don't yeah. really know much. This is his first time running a like the the, the disconnect is there, and also a staff sergeant who's it's, it's been a weird in, thing. yeah, who's it's, been in 13, 15 years, and but now you have an LT that's over here that's only been in like four years, three years. Well, in 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 truth, because I went to ROTC, I don't really even count that time, right? So right, because you're in time, school, right? And so. You know, and when I go do training, you know, I saw my airborne school and airsoft all that, I was referred to as cadet. Right. <laughs> right. Right. And so it's so weird because I come in, I'm 22, maybe maybe 23, mm-hmm. and I get a platoon at 23. Of, wow. I think at the time, I was running LST, it's like 67 of us. Wow. Right. 
never, I don't know what I'm doing. Exactly. Right? And so it is weird. It is so it's weird. It's so weird. Um, I don't know. Well, what was your experience like that? And um, I'll, talk, I'll share what the officer side is. Well, for me being in TRADOC, <clears throat> I really didn't. Well, actually, being in S1, um, I've had really good leadership in S1. I'm not even going to lie. That's good. Um, and so I kind of <laughs> avoided everybody <laughs> just stayed behind my desk. Um, so I didn't really have um, negative experiences with officers except for uh-huh. when I was deployed. Ooh, we'll get into that one. Yes. We'll get into that because okay. I, 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 I have a poor officer story. Yeah, when I was deployed. But um, my first uh, S1 position, um, human resources specialist. No, so this was a NCO actually. Okay. He was a he was an E six. But okay. I mean just I, I can't tell if this is a good dumb. Or a bad, uh, Oh, it's a bad just, uh. just dumb. Okay. <laughs> and um I'm a respectful guy, I've always been, and um he just got to the point where it's like he saw and I don't know if we could talk about racial stuff, can we yeah, go there? Okay. He just saw this young black Caribbean guy, yeah, eighteen years old, and he felt like he could have just like take advantage, talk to you however you want to. That's unfortunate. Be disrespectful. That's unfortunate, yeah. All of that stuff. And and there was one day where I think that was the first time that I had because I'm I'm a very passive guy. So that was the first time that I had really stood up for myself. Good for you. Really stood up for myself yeah. to against him or towards him, whatever you want to say. Um <clears throat> and all he could say was Go out and eat soldier. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not. And I, I felt so liberated on the inside. But um, so I, I said that to say, like, there, there's definitely issues yeah. in the military. Definitely. Where where people put rank before any every and everything else. There's, there's that phrase, um, respect the rank, not yeah, the man. Yeah, not the man. Or but, woman. Or woman, now, right? Yeah. But yeah. that's difficult at it times. Is. So on the officer side, I will say I was very conscious of the fact that I know nothing. Mm-hmm. Even to this day, <clears throat> I, I'm pretty reluctant. And that's <laughs> big for somebody to say. Well, like, like, because a lot of people, they, they, they don't say that, you know? Yeah, but I think I was humbled a lot coming up. So mm-hmm. my dad is also, he just retired from the army. Oh, okay. A couple almost two years ago now. Uh-huh. Um, it's been in a long time, you know, came in at, as an immigrant as well, mm-hmm. led his little whole life. And I came up kind of seeing how he, I think it's different for immigrants too. From where? From, from Vietnam. Oh, he came over during wow. the war. Okay. And uh, his goal was, hey, I want to join the, the army and one day figure out a way to serve back in Vietnam. And his last uh, duty station was back in Vietnam. Like, that was oh, pretty cool, wow, right? That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell him I like him. Um, it is really cool but i think it's different because there's a different level or approach to respect yes and how we approach those relationships yes but then also because i was a camo by by trade and i wasn't an 11 series i felt a chip on my shoulder to not that's why i ran faster that's why i shot more that's why i did all those extra things isn't that crazy that that outweighs everything else like you could be the (laughs) no offense the dumbest person especially in in the s1 s4 shops yeah but all you gotta do is run fast (laughs) it's it's so true That's all you gotta do. It's so fast. true. But you know what? I, I give credit to the Marines because I think they actually get it right. I think 
you know, they always say, hey, you're a Marine first, mm. right? And I think we could use a little bit of that in the Army. Yeah. Right? Especially, you know, in the shops, like, hey, it's not my job. Yeah. It's like, uh, because right now, you know, as a reserve, I'm like, you should probably run a little bit. You should probably focus on other things. But that's just what it is. But um, I don't know. I, I'm really comfortable saying I'm dumb. <laughs> and I, I just don't know. Yeah. And, um, and, and. NCOs respect you more. They they they, they do really do, and they're I, always I willing to help you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I never got. You know, there's there's those jokes and pranks that people play on the lieutenants. Yeah. Like, hey, go send them out to go look for you know, whatever it is, yeah. right? Like you know, hey, go look for this this thing that's not real. <laughs> exactly. And I never got that oh, from those good. guys, and I was really thankful for it. And um, yeah, I just got some really good young NCOs who were like, "Hey, sir, I got you." Just yeah. And I there's a lot of times I was like, "Hey." Sorry, you got it. All right, I don't yeah. want to know. Like you just exactly you don't you know, that go relationship you exactly exactly. And, but there were a lot. There were a couple of times when you know my my platoon star and I stood locked up next to each other in front of the commander, and we we're getting reamed out. And I remember walking into some of those meetings, going, "Hey, what are you about to say? Because what am I about to say? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say that if you don't say that. Right. All right." And yeah. we take our butt whoopings together. Yeah. And uh, it was just a great thing. So exactly. I've never had that problem. But I do know. It exists. Because there, there's something about being 22, 23 years old and saying, hey, you're responsible for 5 to $10 million Isn't worth of equipment. crazy? And it's weird. It's different in the, uh, as a leader in the military, even as an NCO or mm-hmm. a, you know a sergeant, because you're not just responsible 9 to 5. Exactly. I, I remember teaching kids how to shave. I remember teaching kids how to bounce checkbooks yeah. when kids would break up with their fiance, you gotta wife. You got to be their support system. You got to be their therapist. If you're drunk, I will pick you, you up no matter to... what time it is. Exactly. And I do that to this day yeah. with, with my friends and my people I was working with. Yeah. Uh, but as a 22-year-old, you don't, it's hard it to understand hard. that. Their responsibility is hard. Was that helpful coming in as a young soldier, seeing that? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you had good NCOs go uh-huh. put their arm around you. Go, hey, hey, Julio, you know, like I'm, I'm here for you. I'm, I got um, you. Um, I did have that good. in. Um, I didn't have that at my first. Um, you got to find it. What do you call it? Company. Okay. But when I switched to the second company. Um, Staff Sergeant Harvey. He's we're still friends. You always to this know his day. name. Yeah, he's now a warrant officer for Harvey. Oh wow! So, yeah, so that means he's um, never working. <laughs> <laughs> he's a hard worker, but he he was actually the one that made me audition for Military Idol. I love that. He he was the one that pushed me, uh, pushed my packet for Operation. Like he's always believed in me and my potential. I love so that. he was that one um, that awesome leader like whatever any issues i had he would take care of me like he and like i said up to the he's in i think germany now mm-hmm. um but yeah he was that 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 was the one person that i could say or oh, one soldier or nco i could say that definitely helped guide my then military career yeah. i also had um a civilian miss nisi miss onisia tanksley she was the civilian oh, working wow. in the s1 shop with me okay up to this day i call her mommy wow. we, we was just texting on the way here like that. she yeah so she is uh also has always been my support so those two together at fort leonard wood was the one that definitely helped because i, I was a loner in fort I mean, you leonard were, you wood were coming- from the island. Exactly. And I, mean, I had just turned 18 years old. Didn't know anybody probably. Didn't know anybody. I couldn't relate to anybody because at the time, 
everybody that was in the barracks was either smoking or drinking or out clubbing. And, and I have to go get you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And me at... Um, for one, I, I don't smoke. Yeah. Um, I didn't drink at the time. <laughs> yeah. When I was too young, I was 18. Yeah. I couldn't. I, love I had no interest in Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't interested in drinking um, or going to the clubs here because I... The clubs the in Fort Leonard, club, dude? Exactly. So, Missouri. and I just, uh, being in S1, I saw all the packets coming through. Oh, uh, yeah. Exactly. So you you process all the Article 15s, uh, exactly. all of the, the So, yeah. I just stayed to myself. and Smart. um And... To this day, like that, that stayed with me. I was kind of forced to stay to myself, really. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the soldier show happened, and that kind of helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, but then when I came back after the soldier show in two thousand nine, so you, so you I went back to my, a regular unit after that. I went back to my regular How's unit that? after that. Is it that weird? was it was very weird because I've been on tour performing for a whole year. And now I have to transition back to being a regular is soldier. It, is it similar to coming back from deployment? Yes. I was going to ask that. It is. We'll get to that in a second. Yes. But it was hard. Let's just get into that then. Yeah, it was hard. Um, but what made it harder was, I, so I got back in, when did I get back? I think in November, the end of November, going into December. Uh-huh. Um, everything was cool. From the show? Everything was from the show. Okay. Everything was fine. I uh, went home to the Virgin Islands because you were allowed two weeks to leave afterwards because it's awesome. a lot of work. So, yeah. you know, it, you get a break. It's a yeah. It is. Yeah. So I went home for two weeks. And when I came back, here it is. Slapped it on my desk. You have, you're going to be getting deployed. And you had like, no idea. I had no idea I was getting none of, like, nothing. So and what, what unit is this at or where, where were we at? This was, I was still in Tradoc, Fort Leonard Wood. In Fort Leonard Wood. Yes. And so what in happens in, what happens in Tradoc is that they, um, I forgot what the, Tradoc, what sorry, Tradoc is uh, the, the training command, right? So there are certain installations or posts <clears> around <throat> for the army mm-hmm. that are specific for training Right. New soldiers coming in, all the or schools, the schoolhouses, basic training, all right? Of that. So um, that's where he was stationed at, and that's yeah. why I'm surprised you got deployed out of that because normally those units you don't are get deployed. Safe, exactly. Well, I don't say safe, but they're it's rare for training. Yeah. yeah, it's very rare. Okay, so tell me about um, that. So what what is what they do is they take soldiers from their unit okay. and they deploy them. With a unit that's already there. Oh. <laughs> Who did you get assigned with? So I got... Oh, God. So I was at the... Uh, where was I? I was in Baghdad. Okay. I forgot what the unit is called. I forgot the name of the unit. 2009, 2010? 2009, 2000... No, 2010, 2011. In Baghdad? In Baghdad. Oh, you had some fun. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I compared to the previous earlier years, I'm sure it was a lot better i mean um, it's relative yeah i'm I'm half joking (laughs) um but the thing about it was remember now before i went to the soldier show i was used i was alone and felt alone and then having friends and all of that stuff when i went to the soldier show i that it was the complete opposite yeah i was finally with people that i could relate to and all of that stuff and then creatives artists exactly exactly young chris brown yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. And then I got po- and it was over. And so like life just like stopped. It was over and I got how, sent back. How fast between when you get the packet and when you actually go wheels up? To to Baghdad. Um I got the packet in uh the end of uh, no, the middle of February. Okay. 
Oh, or maybe the end of January, and I deployed March second. However, 30, 45 days. But but because I was deployed by myself, I had to leave my unit and go to a. Um, you didn't even prep with anybody. No, that, I prepped that's by half, myself. That, that's half of the bonding. Exactly. No, oh I prepped. I prepped by myself. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> I, what do you call it? I forgot where whatever it's called. Where they, I don't know. But yeah, so you go there first for like a week or two um, to prep, I okay. guess, and then from there, then it's wheels up by yeah. yourself to wherever you go. So, so, so are you just sitting next to a, a, de- a deploying unit? I was, and then you're just tagging along, reporting to them until you get to. No, so the people that were at the prep station, what you know what it's called? I don't remember what it's called. I, I kind of do. Okay, well, the people that were at the prep station, we'll call it that, were all individuals going to different units all, all over. of you guys all of us so headache. even if we bonded there in that one or two weeks we were probably never going to see each other again anyway yeah so um that happened and then i left wheels up march 2nd yeah no april 2nd but even then it's like 60 days yeah and then um we went to Did you pre-leave I guess you got those two weeks when you got back home. Yeah, that but counted. yeah, I guess that counted. <laughs> okay. I guess that's, that counted. Uh, we went to um, Kuwait. I was in Kuwait for about a week again. A holding? And a holding. Yeah. yeah in those god-awful tents. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. But again, I didn't know anybody because now I'm still by myself because the people that were with me, they're all gone to different places now. Yeah. So And then... And then- just learning more about you when you're alone, you probably pull yeah. more in versus finding. Yeah. Right. I'm very much an introvert. Yeah. 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 Very much. And that's I mean, compounded on being across the world, <laughs> knowing you're about to be deployed into a. And at the time I was, I had just zone. turned 21. So I was still very, very, very young. Missing out on going out to be drinking. <laughs> right? But I, I want to paint the picture though, because not only is it stressful to go deploy, mm-hmm. right? Where you're deploying by yourself, 21, by yourself, coming fresh off a show mm-hmm. where you're a star, mm-hmm. right? Pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. For for two years, and now it's like, mm-hmm. that's just crazy. go in this unknown world. So what's it like when you finally get to your unit? So when I uh, get to my unit now, I was I was at the um, I was in the palace. Okay, I to S one. I was in the U. So I was USFI USF United States Forces International. J five. Okay. USFI J five. So this is so like honest to God, I don't know if this is probably probably what affects me now, but like thinking about it, this conversation made me realize like I have literally been alone throughout the whole process other than the soldier show. Because when I got deployed, now I was the S one at the headquarters level with lieutenants, colonels. One star, two star, three what, star, four star generals. Like I was e- still at E4. Four. Yeah. I was still at E4 <laughs> with these major generals from Air Force, Navy, because it was all. So you probably feeling a little underwater, too. Look! <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah. that was. That was stressful. That was very. Because the expectation now was so high of me. Do you think so? You don't think they were like, hey, this, this, this kid. Just got back. We really can't expect a whole lot from him. No, really. And and I would have given that slack in Iraq or at Fort Leonard Wood in Iraq. In Iraq, they didn't know me. But but 
I, I just I, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt, right? Because as as an officer or a previous officer, well, I guess I'm an officer now. I just want to be like, I got a brand new 21 E4 who's been on the show. He doesn't know shit. They didn't know I was on the show. <laughs> like I was literally a new person. Yeah. Nobody knew nothing about me. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I had it was like starting all over again. It really was starting all over again. And how long were you deployed for? A year. Okay. I was deployed for a year. Um, so luckily I um found well, I guess the well, they told me about the church, yeah, the gospel service. Yeah. Um, and so I went to the gospel service and I joined the gospel choir. That's nice. During the gospel really service. Nice. So I found people there that were into music and performing and stuff. Ish, yeah. Um, so I found that. Um, and then eventually <clears throat> I I became the choir director. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because the then the then current choir director, Sarah First Class Woods, one of my close friends as well today. She, so, <laughs> wow. So she was with actually the whole choir. All those people were with us for well, we were together for a, a good six yeah five to six months because that was that unit that was there, but they were there before I got there. So okay. they still like had half a year left. Um. Wait, so when they ripped out, you stayed? I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, so... I'm, 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 actually, I'm actually upset. Because I love taking care of soldiers. Yeah. And just hearing the story. And I, I understand that there are different factors in everything. But I'm just like, right. man, there's just so many touch points where you could have been taken care of a little bit more, from what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. And as, as a, that's the reason why I became an officer. And I didn't realize that it was a problem until like now. Because if, if you don't know, you don't know. Right? Yeah. Like, But that's what affects me today, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. So, okay. So, so coming back from the show, let's back to our head. Coming mm -hmm. back from the show is like coming back from deployment, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're, it, it, what I explain to people is it's like playing in the Super Bowl mm -hmm. and then coming back and then coaching Pee Wee. It's like you, you, you just did your job. Yeah. You're calling, whether it was singing on stage, like, you know, or deploying as a soldier, like that's what you were trained to do. Mm -hmm. And now you come back and it's for me it was hard to find uh meaning or weight in a yes. lot of things. Yes. Because I'm like, why are you Yes. Why are you complaining? Yes. Right? Yes. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Like Absolutely. Like, oh, there's traffic. Yeah, I have road rage too. Yes. Because I'm proximity, but not because I'm gonna be late. Like, right. like you should just left her. You know what I'm saying? So how do you deal with that? Because you come back and you're 20. I come back, I'm 22 22? by now. Yes. Okay, so. I'm 22. And you're young because I, when I came back, I was 24, 25. Mm -hmm. So I had a little bit of time. But you're you're still young. I'm still very you really young. You really drank even in the States? Nope. Nope. Are you about to start drinking? <laughs> well, back home, the legal age is 18. Hey, so okay. I was drinking back home. Yeah, yeah. But I was never a heavy drink. Like, I never. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. I used to get drunk off of Punch, uh, punch in Cuba. It's like horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I never used to drink. So, so, so what is it like coming back then? Because so um uh after they that unit left with who I bonded with, now here comes a new unit from Bragg. That that could be tough. That that was extremely tough. Were they stereotypical Bragg soldiers? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that in itself was. If you know, you know. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. I get it. Yeah. That in itself was. Very, very you, hard. Who feels isolated, who's a creative, yes. who's looking for different ways yes. to express. And and now here are all these just gung-ho soldiers that are that don't care nothing about 
that like they in the height of ready yes, to go. Yeah. 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 And so this was I was like I had maybe like four, four or five, three months left. So I was winding down. Mm. Um but with me winding down and they're they're coming in, they're just starting. I want to leave. And you <laughs> so can't we, slack. You no, know, you can't. So it, there was there was always all of that, and it was a lot. But anyway, so um, do you go back to Leonardwood when you come back though? I go back to Leonardwood when I get back. But when I was so when I was there in Iraq, like I had to travel from um, Baghdad to the embassy, okay, at least once a week. Um, to deliver mail and all of that stuff. So mm. I saw a lot <laughs> on that 45-minute trip back and forth. Like, it. it was, at 21 years old, it was the most terrifying parts of my life every single week having yeah. to do that. Like, And then you're just seeing stuff and hearing all this stuff. I mean... And and then like every time you go, not every time, but there's time when you go out and you gotta, you're on alert the whole time, the whole time, the whole time. and you don't ever come back down from being on alert like ever. So up to this day, when I'm driving, I'm you're like there. alert. <laughs> All the time. I see a box in the road. I'm freaking out. Like it's crazy because I feel you 100 percent right now because we were driving last week and there was this uh, minivan. And the back left was sitting low, mm. right? And so, I, so I went to Afghanistan, so the war is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So we we're super IED heavy, and so I always know those kinds of things. And um, while that's going off, my son's toy starts beeping in the back. <sighs> so I'm like, find it, find it, find it. She finally finds it. She starts giggling, and I was like, why are you? I I snap. Yeah. I feel so bad. But I snap. Yeah. And I was like, why are you laughing? Well, because I was scared. I didn't know what it was. And then, but then I found it was a toy, so it's funny. And I was like, what you were worried about for like two seconds is like all the time, mm-hmm. right? So, do you still feel super pent? Absolutely. So, right now, it's been a decade and it affects me up to this day. Right now, the biggest thing that affects me, which well, I won't say the biggest thing, the most recent thing that affects me was because I just started, this is my third year teaching mm-hmm. fire alarms. Fire drills, loud banging of the lockers, like when they're closing the locker I doors. That. I hate it. Um, two was last week. We had a fire drill. Freaked out. So can I can I ask? And if you're okay with sharing this, so how what are your coping mechanisms now? <clears throat> and I ask because I'm curious because mm-hmm. I'm going through a similar thing. Yes, and I'm trying to find ways to cope, especially yes. now that I have my son. Um, so I'll give you last school year. I had back to back panic attacks because we had so i was on that morning of that day there was a fifth grader um, behavioral issues and he didn't get his way so he we were in the auditorium at the time practicing for the christmas show because it was last christmas he walked to the side where there's stacks of chairs oh no on the road and he just climbed up on the chairs and started banging them down on the floor i'm getting tense to think about yeah just Banging them down, and I, I, I was, I knew what was happening, so I thought I was okay, right? But it didn't stop, and so after class was over, I, I walked, because he was fifth grade, so there was fourth grade coming in in my room already. So when I walked down the hall to my room, I 
felt it. Like I already, I felt my, I felt my arms tingling. I felt my heart beating. So I was trying to breathe, trying to breathe, trying to think of something else. Trying, but I, so I walked into the room and I immediately told the teacher something. I'm about to have an attack. I need you to just stay here for a minute, please. That's good. And so <clears throat> I, I told a music. I told before I told her. I told a music teacher. Um, and he's also a prior military, okay. so he understood. So um, I walked outside. Yeah. Walked down the side of the building. Was just breathing, just breathing. And on my phone, I have my thing is like ocean waves. I'm from the island, so yeah. ocean waves calm me down. So I was listening to the ocean waves like on that. my phone, and yeah. it was helping me. Right. Walked back in the building. Saw the music teacher standing at my door. He saw I had tears in my like my. I was crying. I believe it. I was crying. Um, and I thought I was okay. I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm good to come back in now. But he knew that I wasn't because I was still like like this. Like yeah. literally still. I'm <laughs> yeah. just reliving it. It's just. I'm so, getting Yeah, it. just yeah. relive it. So he was like, you can just go back out. I got you. Just go back out. I said, I'm okay. I think I'm okay. And okay, so I went back out. <clears throat> and then the second time I came back in again, I said, okay. I'm good. Yeah. But there's this heaviness on my chest. Yeah. I'm trying to avoid it. Okay. So I went into the room. Um, I had the projector up because I knew I couldn't teach. So I needed to find a way to just play something. Yeah. So I could calm down. So I put the projector up. Um, and as I was putting the projector up, there goes the fire alarm. Ugh. And I literally started screaming, screaming. I crouched down against my back was against the wall. I crouched down and I started shaking, started shaking. And um, the students were like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? The fourth four grade teacher came back in. I guess she kind of knew. So she came back in and she, she told me, just stay right here. She took them out my back door. Um, after that, I grabbed my phone. And I texted the principal and I told him what's happening to me right now. Yeah. Um, and so I walked, the alarm was still going off. I'm shaking, I'm crying. I walked out the back door. I waited for them to leave because I didn't want them to see me like that. Yeah. So I walked out the back door and I crouched out against the side wall and I looked up and I saw the principal running from the back building running towards my classroom. So he already knew what was happening. He yeah. already knew what was happening. He was coming to get me. So um, he came, he got me. He, uh, I remember putting my arm over him and he was literally walking me back inside the building. We went into the counselor's office. Everybody's out the building, but we went into the counselor's office and he closed the door and I put on... I put back on the waves and I was just back and forth, listening, trying to breathe, trying to breathe, trying to breathe, trying to yeah. breathe. So, <clears throat> was did I talk about? I think that was two, right? Did I say the two? Yeah, that was the two. So yeah. that was the two back to back attacks. Um, <clears throat> after I after about an hour, which seemed like the whole half a day. Okay, You're exhausted too. Yes. So after about an hour went by. Or maybe it was like 15. Actually, it wasn't an hour. It was like 15 minutes because it's a fire alarm. But it felt like an hour. Sure. Um, he came back in. 
and we talked a little bit. I told he asked me, "Am I good?" Because he was sending me home. I couldn't. So he asked me, "Am I good to go home to drive home?" Um, I said, "Yeah." And so I drove home, and I just crawled up in my bed, and I stayed in my bed the, <laughs> the whole day. Yeah. And then the next day afterwards, um, I did not. I did not want to even get out of the bed. It was so Why is that? emotionally and physically draining. Mm. I didn't I was scared to go back into the school and it happened again because the student was still he's a student there. Um so I was afraid to go back into the school. Yeah. I was afraid I was just afraid of being in that environment again yeah. because it's it's a horrible experience to go through. And with me being in the school, it happens so often. Any little thing, there's somebody that bang on the locker. Well, my door, uh, my room, the lockers are attached to my room. Yeah. So I hear it. All the time. I freak out. Balloons? The worst. I can't do it. The, oh, my I purposely uh, avoid some parties. Yes. Yes, and I my, do. And my my wife is so good about it because she's she's balloons and because you know we're good about staying up and clean up. Mm-hmm. She always goes, "Hey, you should leave right now because we're gonna do the balloons." Mm-hmm. Or she'll tell like the host, "Like, hey, we can't pop these right now." You know. Yes, that's um, so great. Yeah, I'm so thankful for her because I didn't know what it was before too. One, the the one that got me the worst was was in a locker. I was at a dance studio. Mm-hmm. And it was um, the gym mats. Oh, and it falls. And the mat fell down, hit the thing, and I just I it was I think it was one of my first episodes, and mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was, and I I did the, the thing you did, mm-hmm. and I went and I found a dark corner in mm-hmm. another room, started scrolling out and started doing this. Mm-hmm. I had never done that in my life, never ever. Mm-hmm. I didn't do it on deployment, and this was probably almost almost a year after deployment. So mm-hmm. I exactly I, I thought i was okay you thought you were good I thought exactly I was okay. exactly and, and that happened and i remember my buddy coming to me like hey are you okay being super sweet and i just being like i don't know mm-hmm. i even at that point i didn't associate it with my time in the military no i just thought uh it caught me off guard yeah i just said i didn't know yeah did, so did when you I- did you have ptsd symptoms right away no no that's what's crazy to no. me and why i appreciate you tell me this exactly because so how how did, when did it start manifesting? When it started, the balloons thing started when I was started working at Jamboree. Jamboree okay. playing music as a music teacher before yeah. I became an official public yeah. school teacher. And so Jamboree on the weekends, I would facilitate the birthday parties. Oh, right? And so I'm cool. Like, yeah. Oh, dude, we're popping. You have no idea. At the, no, at the end, we always like pop the balloons. But I noticed... Like every birthday party will become more and more. I think that's what it was. Annoyance. Like something is happening here. And it just escalated to the point where I just could not do the balloons anymore. I would just freak out. And so they knew that when it was time to pop the balloons, we either tell the parents to leave with them or my assistant would have me go out. Yes. And then she would pop them. Yeah. But... It just came out of nowhere. It's so weird. It really came out of nowhere. And I, I thought I was the only one. I'm so no, glad you shared that. You're you. not. Yeah. And, and for me, I always question myself. Like, am I mentally okay? Because how how is it that one day I could be fine with balloons 
And now it just escalates to the point where I'm telling myself that I cannot be around balloons anymore. Is that me just going crazy? Like, am I in my own head? How do I get out and, of my head and be and, okay with and it? And as a grown man. And as a grown, yes. That's that's a tough part, right? That's yes. the ego of, of a man going, Yeah, I'm, I'm helping out at a children's birthday at party. Yeah. And I'm, because I, I, I had the same thing. I feel yeah. that 100%. So... Can I ask you this? Do you feel this? This my conversation might be just for me to be honest. That's fine. So let's talk balloons for a second, right? Is it every time you hear a balloon, or is it sometimes worse than others? Um, it's to the point now where. So the last time I heard balloons popped was last year after we had a, a end of the school year party, and <laughs> and the principal. Oh, actually, it may have. It may, I'll, I'll tell you of another yeah, instance. But so the principal told everybody, it's okay to pop the balloons. And they pop, 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 pop. Like gunshots. Pop, 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 pop. And I just ran out of there. I literally dropped everything and I ran out of there. I do the same thing. So fast. I do the same thing. Like, it was crazy. And I texted him afterwards and I told him, like, you may not realize it and it's not your fault, but when you told. Blah, 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 blah. This is what happened to me. So please be mindful of that. Yeah. So there was that. Prior to that, so this was the end of the school year. Yeah. At the beginning of the school year, we have uh, what's called in-service, where it's our teacher training in the summer, right, mm -hmm. right before the kids yeah, come yeah. back. Um, and we were at a location in the Midtown area at a school there. Yeah. And first thing happened, I was eating lunch. It was a sandwich that they gave us. I was outside, right outside my car. And a truck backfired. backfired. I was okay. I I was okay the first time I heard that too. Yeah. First couple of times. But every once in a while. Right. Every so, once in a while. It'll sound. Because you can kind of tell the difference. Mm -hmm. But every mm -hmm. once in a while. If yeah. I wasn't ready. It takes me a second to register. Right. And sound. so I thought I was okay. Okay. It's a truck backfire. I look. I saw it was a truck. I'm okay. I told myself I'm okay. Fine. It's time to go back inside now. Um, and we had about, we went through the, the, the second half. We had about 30, 45 minutes left. But we had, we was, we had an exercise. We were tossing balloons in the air and the person would catch it and we had yeah. to keep it off the ground. Okay. Fine. But now you tell everybody to pop the balloons afterwards. Yeah. So now I'm already triggered from the car backfire. And I think that's what's something I didn't realize is yeah. the, the triggers add up mm -hmm. and they stay there. Mm -hmm. in, until Even though you it, think you're fine. Exactly. And so once that happened, you're popping the balloons. I remember I am. It's a long table. Teachers on that side. Teachers on this side. The art teacher. Our former art teacher, she was right here. She already knew what was happening to me. She knows. Yeah. Because um, we're a team, an ancillary team. Good. So she knows they enriched my team. So I started doing this. Oh, telling man, yeah. myself when I'm shaking and I'm like, it's telling myself it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Physically, like okay. verbally, because you have to, you want, you want to hear something. Verbally. You need to hear something exactly. else. Now, with a row of teachers watching this teacher doing this and yelling it's okay it's okay it's okay it's okay and so yeah. as i'm saying it's okay it's okay it's okay the tears are coming down yeah, my face i get it they're coming down my face and she saw me and she whispered in my ears 
go to the restroom. I got you. Go to the restroom. Is that is that a nice feeling when she says that? Or is that a, like, let me just do this for a second. I don't even know. Yeah. Like, I, and of course, after it's over, I'm, I'm appreciative of, of her. But in that moment, I don't, I don't know. I guess in that moment, I'm just stuck here. Yeah. Not realizing how loud I am, maybe. Or how much yeah. I'm shaken. Yeah, that's that's one of the worst. Maybe, things. yeah. And so she told me. So I get up and I I walk to the restroom. I go in there. I go in a stall and I'm sitting on the toilet, calming myself down. Um, after I'm, I think I'm calm. Then I go to the the sink and I'm washing my eye out, washing my face, cold water, all of that stuff. Yeah. And I'm walking back to the hallway, but. I'm walking back and I'm swinging my arms, trying to calm down, swinging my arms. You do that too? <laughs> I do that subconsciously around those times. I think it's to release the energy. Yeah. Is that what that is? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. But it's something with, because when, when an attack is happening, I f- like all of this vibrates. I feel like I'm on too much uh, pre-workout. Yeah, I'm, I'm that's like, what it, it feels in, in like. my fingers. Yeah, everything like, is tingling. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. Really? This is. Yeah. I, I get it. It's wow. Yeah. Can I share for a second? Yes, please. Because <sighs> I'm like I thought I was alone. I'm, I'm no. no, I'm not alone. But this is why I've never why shared I my experience. Thank you for sharing with this with anybody. me and and for for my son who's gonna watch this one day because he needs to know. My most recent one, which was my worst one, I feel like was uh, July Fourth this year. Mm, I saw our, your picture in the closet. Yeah, I was like, damn, I know. I. I, I, I was really hesitant to do that because I'm so fresh and learning about my own PTSD mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, owning it and also feeling guilty for having it, yeah. and, you know, and all those things. And yeah. uh, I, I still struggle very much so right now of wanting to be what I think a, a man should be and having moments of rocking mm-hmm. and thinking to myself, I look like a five-year-old right now. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to do that and accept it. And not feel ashamed or embarrassed while dealing with absolutely my, my, my episode. So anyway, our old neighborhood, bless them, are very they're very close. They play outside. And when I got home from work that day, the fireworks were going off mm. six seven o'clock. Yeah, this is during start, COVID. During they start COVID. early. <laughs> and and you know I got a Vietnamese family next to me, and I got a Mexican family on the other side. And so it's a party. Yeah, they're going and bless them. And uh, these aren't like little firecrackers. These are the they ones were the going. loud ones. I remember. <laughs> oh my gosh! I run inside. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm okay. And I start pacing the house. Oh. And my wife goes, "Get in the car." So we drive my parents who live in Sugarland. And the whole time, I'm like, I'm in the car. I'm doing this. I'm like doing the same thing. Curl my ears. Like I'm like, I, I don't. I might have been screaming to myself. I don't no, know. You don't because I don't want to hear them. I need to hear me and I hear something else. I'm like, I'm like ah, whatever. And the car rocking. And I'm also like hiding underneath the door because i don't want my neighbors to see oh my god and my neighbor's a cop i think right and so i think he might get it but it's we don't have that relationship i don't know and i also don't want to ruin their fun exactly that's yeah. the worst part like i don't want to ruin exactly. their fun because i'm you going always to always self-blame <clears throat> always i'm working on that right now yeah so i go to my to my parents house and i just go straight upstairs i, I text my mom like hey i need to come i, I think I'm, this is happening right now they know this and my dad who is in the military deployed a couple of times we don't really talk about it but he knows i've had some things going on mm-hmm. and uh ooh, I'm right now. and uh when i walked in i was like i didn't even say hi i went straight up and i said take take the baby who's probably 
a year at that point. You sleep over there. I'm sleeping in the closet because because I'll do this. Oh. I'll, I'll I won't be able to sleep. I'm gonna I'm rocking right now and I can't stop. I'm scared he's gonna come by me and I'm gonna push him yeah. or yeah yeah yeah. <clears throat> there there was a moment she asked me something and I snapped verbally at her and I I feel like such a shitty husband mm-hmm. when that happens. <clears throat> I hate him saying that now. And uh, I was like, I would hate for that to be his first memory. Right. Right? Oh, man. Like, even right now, I'm like getting hated. So it was just like those things. I just spent all night in there listening. And so you listen to Ocean Waves. Mm-hmm. I listen to uh, like 90s R&B music. Oh. Right? Like boy band stuff. I'm just like, yeah. Because I'm like trying to sing in my head. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And, and you get you sing like, you, I'm trying to get yes. these endorphins back. Yes. And I spend there all night. And in the morning, you know, my son's sleeping. I come out and I... It's almost like it never happens. And I think that's one of the things I also want to ask you about is when you have an episode that strong, mm-hmm. how, you said the next day it's so tough to get out of bed. Yeah. How do you, and I ask this from a place of ego, right? How do you go back to school and look at your coworkers? Um. Is, is it appropriate for me to ask that? No, it is absolutely. I don't <laughs> because, as, as, Again, absolutely. I say that as... Because I had to, my ego. yeah, I had to figure out because remember I did it in front of my class, so now right. I had to figure out how do I approach these students again. There's a, there's a power dynamic exactly. in class, right? Or and dynamic. what I did actually helped me. Tell me more. So I went into the room and I basically had a discussion about what happened talked about it i talked about it i told them why i know i told them why it would happen. but you know what we don't give kids a lot of credit though kids are really understanding yeah and um they're very comforting so i told them what's happening i explained to them why it happened um and they literally loved on me like they literally Helped me. Makes me want to cry right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's why I I love where I'm at because, yeah. and I love teaching because I'm they are affecting my life as much as I am or and influencing my life as much as I am them. I love that. Um, so that morning when I spoke to them, they literally got it. And they, it's okay, Mr. Peterson. You're gonna be okay. We love you, Mr. P-. Like I love that because I was helped. worried that you're gonna have some jerk of a kid. Be like, exactly. <laughs> Me <laughs> too. Wall, you know. Me too. But I didn't. That's I, amazing. They that they were very very helpful, and yeah. and the only teachers that saw me were well that one fourth grade teacher, and then it was the music teacher and the art teacher that knew. They yeah. already know what yeah. happens, um, and they're there for you. So and they're there for me. So a combination mm-hmm. of that and the students definitely helped me to get through it, but. Now it is happening so often. Now more so, you think? Yeah. Why do you think that is? Well, it hasn't happened this year yet because of COVID. Yeah. But um, ever since that first incident, there's been like three or four incidents afterward. Actually, it did happen with the fire drill. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So, but I was a pre-K kid, so they really didn't. Yeah, but they didn't really like you know. Do you think you would ever do an episode about something like that? That's that's heavy. That's the Mister Rogers type stuff. Well, I kind of did. Well, that's what I was leaning towards when I did when? the feel when I did the feelings episode. That let's, was a great one, by the way. Let's learn. Yeah, thank Be- you. Because uh, I, I believe that's the one that you were introducing different words 
and well for me i was like okay well the, the feelings are good because i'm, I'm such a, like a like a, a primitive dude i'm just like happy sad angry oh yes right yes, but, you yes, were, yes. but you were like explaining like there's different uh, would you mind kind of like going back into like i don't remember <laughs> well, no I, i'm trying to think of how, what it took away was but for me what i said was i'm learning from a kid's show right yeah that's why you're amazing because i was like there are different ways to express it. Yes. And, and, oh. and, and for me to go, I'm just angry, is not helpful to me yeah. or those around me yeah. because they don't know how to help me. Yeah. And I, I know I'm like really reaching into the episode no, right now. I, well, if you got it, that then great. <laughs> well, that's what I got from it. <laughs> then that means it's working. But what I think the direction that I was going for with that episode, that was the, the George Floyd incident had just happened. Yeah. Um, we were still going through COVID. And I had had a panic. At, no, I had had a session with the, my, my mental health therapist yeah. that was just hard. On me. It was hard. That was a hard session. I'm scared to go back. Don't be. But it was a hard <laughs> session. Um, so a combination of those three, um, for me, I, I had no interest in putting out any more content mm. at whatsoever. I, I could not find a place to be happy. Yeah. Like to be all happy go lucky on a show and, and internally I feel like crap in that at that moment. Yeah. So I I spoke to Kirk about it and he was like, We just just be transparent about what you are feeling That's right so powerful. now. Yeah. Because I'm sure you know, he was like, I'm sure other people are feeling the same way because it, the George Floyd incident had just happened. So I said, Okay. So um I needed to find, and we went back and forth with this for days. Like, how do I create an episode that still appeals to kids, but talks about everything that's going on with me as well? I think you did really well. <laughs> Thank you. Because you, you tackled some really hard things, and I w I'm always surprised, and that's why I am surprised when you say you just started Yeah. in the last six to 12 months. Six months, actually, March, Beca Because the, April. the things you, you tackle already are very... Like, I associate you, what you're doing to, as going along the path of, of like the Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Thank you. Right? Like yeah. very wholesome, yeah. but not afraid to tackle and speak Issues. on certain things. Yeah. Because when I first thought, I was like, oh, okay, it's very like, and if you don't know, I'll, I'll put some clips up here, but it's like, it could be very like blues cluesy. Yeah. Right? Which is fine. It's yeah. great. But then I'm also like, man, but he's really teaching something. Yeah. Right so now. that was, um, the direction that I well, the first episode was really I needed to do three things. Okay, I needed to um, teach my older students, fourth and fifth graders. Okay, still yeah. teach them. Yeah, I needed to sing songs that appeal to my kindergarten and pre-Kers. So this one episode is supposed to do all those things. Yeah. Okay. And then COVID had just happened. We were just um, out of school. Yeah. They're missing their friends. What is this new thing that's going on? So I needed them, I need to find a way to, to tell them that what they're going through is okay. Yeah. And that we, we as in me, I love them and I miss them as much as they love and miss yeah. me and their friends. Yeah. So that was a combination of the first ever episode, which is not even on YouTube. I, really? I never posted it on YouTube. Why not? That was a Facebook post. Oh. Because we started off, I started off I posting it. 
Probably not. Because I didn't <laughs> even share it. I started off posting it on Facebook. It's like the first two episodes is Facebook okay. episodes. Um, but I didn't want to post it on YouTube. <laughs> you guys got good with the green screen really fast. Oh, yeah. Really fast. That's a whole other conversation, too. But it was, it, you guys got good really fast. Thank you. You want yeah. to know about that? <laughs> so this is also something that I battle with. Um, I, I sometimes, and I said this numerous times in numerous interviews, I get in my own head mm-hmm. and I psych myself out and I tell myself I cannot do it. A lot, a lot, a lot. Especially if I'm going through depression, anxiety, all of that. Oh, that makes sense. I'm not, so Kirk was like, okay, we need to take step it up a bit. Now, what are we going to do different? He said, you should get a green screen because I want to try and do graphics on a green screen. No, I don't want to <laughs> use a green screen. Yeah. What I'm doing is okay right now. I don't yeah. want to use a green screen because I don't know how and no. In, so, in your mind, when you when you make the move to green screen, do you also, because this is where I would go with it mentally, is I would go, no, because I have to take it seriously. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Because now if we, we step the production up and I've, I've done it, yeah, I go, now I can't back out. Yes. Now I'm on the hook to produce something Worth watching. Yes. And I have to be careful but conscious. Yes. And now I, and I'm going to say, and I'm going to be so honest, I'm afraid that more people are going to now uh, like it and be more, I guess. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Become more popular because of that. I was afraid of that. Afraid of being too big or becoming too popular because I'm like, it's it's common. Yeah. But why would you feel that way? Because, um, I don't. I'm not comfortable around groups of people. I'm not comfortable around uh, receiving a lot of attention mm. and all of that stuff. I'm. Yeah. I'm not. I'm learning to. Yeah. But le- legit, when people comment on the post and say nice things to me, and I say thank you, I appreciate you very much. That comes from the heart. Like I literally feel that way because yeah. in my mind and in my heart. I'm just doing stuff like and every time somebody says something or, or groups of people flock towards me, it's 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 like, a, oh, my gosh, really? Yeah. I've always been this humble person, even winning all these competitions as a teenager, all of this stuff. I, and I think that's one reason um, also why I joined the army, to, to be honest, yeah. um, because Right, right before I joined the army, um, and went to wait, right before I, jo- I went to college. No, I was I was in college then. I opened for Neo. Oh, now, nice. now, yeah, he had he was just becoming Neo. Yeah, and he came down and he did a concert in the yeah. Downs, and I opened for him, and I was like, oh snap! Like I'm opening for Neo. You're doing and, it. Man. But in the back of my head, I'm like, but I don't want to. I don't want to be this famous person. Isn't that a, such a weird thing? And I can relate because as a dancer, it's weird. Because and dancers are normally like in the back anyway. Yeah. But it's weird. It's it's such a contradictory thing, right? It because is because you're a performer. You love performing. You're great at performing. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like I don't want to get too good. Yeah. Or I don't want to get too appreciated. Yeah. But I love doing what I, I, love I do. I love doing what I do. Yeah. And if the more you love it, the better you are at it. Yeah. The more you're going to get something that exactly. makes you uncomfortable. So, right. So that's what happened with the green screen. And he was right. The green screen took the show to a whole. Well, let me, before I do it, I say that. Yeah. So I ordered the green screen and 
I, you could ask him. I'm not lying to you. The Amazon box uh-huh. sat down at the front door for four <laughs> weeks. Weeks? Four, they were to say days. No. That's a month. Don't say four weeks. Just say a month. Okay, for a whole <laughs> month. The whole summer, it sat there, and I did not take it out of the box because I was so Please scared. tell me you didn't see it. No, I, I picked it up from the front porch. You're, walk, you're walking over the box. Yeah, it, yeah, well, it was right there by the door. Yes, literally every day. Like nobody stole it. <laughs> well, no, it was inside the house. It was inside the house, but it was at the front door That's inside so the house. Funny. And I didn't, I never, because the, the studio room is upstairs. So yeah. I never took it out of oh, the house. Oh, is that where you guys do that? I, know, yeah. I have an idea what your house looks like, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I never took it out of the box. And um, eventually, he talked me into it and was like, we're going to do a green screen for this new season. So I took it out of the box um, and I put it up and um, we recorded, well, I recorded the whole back to school episode. That's the first one? That was the first one on the green screen. The whole back to school episode, I recorded it. Um, And then when I sent it to him, he couldn't figure out how to... (laughs) Because he I had was, a month to figure it out. Yeah, but he could because one, one, it wasn't uh, straight enough, like stretch. Oh, so you get wrinkles enough. and you were getting the different, a few winkles, the shadows in there. So yeah, it's hard to it out. and then I was too close to the back, too close to the it. shadows hitting. The shadow was hitting. Too. I act like I know what I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> <laughs> so I sent him it, and he was he tried for like two weeks to. It's hard, but he couldn't. So he was like, you have to record the whole thing over again. <laughs> so we tried, when well, I tried everything, like, to try to not record this. But eventually I had to record the whole episode over again. Yeah. So that that back to school episode was a re-recording. And he could, we both could tell, like, the energy was not the same as oh, the really? first. Yeah, it was not. Do you script it out too, I'm guessing? <clears throat> Bullet points. <clears throat> <laughs> Just freestyle. Let's know? go. Well, honestly, like the honest truth, I go upstairs, and and I should because it will sh- shorten my time. But I go upstairs yeah. and I research, and I talk, and I research, and I talk. I'm okay with that though because I feel <laughs> like I don't want you to be scripted. Yeah, I feel like when you speak, I'm like, okay, he he's talking you to can. me. That's one okay. of the reasons why I like it. Oh, um, but. Gosh, that's so funny. Yeah. So, so now that you use it, it is so much easier. <laughs> I was gonna say because I used to literally take the camera and move to different places of the house for different you were shots. In the you in the backyard. Yes. You had two shots shot. in the backyard. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But now it's so much easier. Yeah, it is. It looks it good. Is. It's probably easier on the audio too. Yeah. And, and, and I got the, I, yeah, and I have the microphone. I noticed that really fast. Now, but I'm still trying to work out the microphone thing is I can't adjust the volume. Mm. So especially when I'm singing, it gets really loud. And so I still got to, so what I've started doing is pre-recording the songs. Okay. And then. Is that what you're doing on your IG post recently? Or is that some voice work? No, that's voice work. That's I'm doing cool. for uh, so so uh, for the, the the puppet show. So this guy's name is Mr. Leo. He has a puppet show. He does puppet show and entertainment in the Fort Bend area. Okay. Um, we started. We connected year like when I was in college. So like 2016, 2015 time frame. He 
Um, my theater t- professor at the time, um, she asked, he asked her if you mm-hmm. have any students. That, yeah. And so she recommended me. Oh, nice. And I did, I re- first recorded his first puppet show. Oh, wow. And um, so from then, we've had that connection. Um, but not recently, this was just last week. Yeah. Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, whatever it was. So he reached out to me and he's like, he has this guy that has a game show, a kid's game Is that what show that was? company that he's creating. That's cool. And the guy wants to make a puppet version of the game show so that he, I guess for to promote it or, or whatever, or yep. po- put it on wherever. So... Uh, Mr. Leo created a puppet show based on the characters from the board game show. And so he needed voices to record cool. the puppets. And so that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I just love it. And you know, I talk about it like a, a lot. I used to get teased a lot for my voice. A lot, a lot. Thank you. Yeah. A lot, a lot. I used to get teased. Kids, are, kids can be cool. So I was uh, from... Um, my elementary into about up until about seventh grade, I was a mute. I did not speak because you were because I was well other things, <laughs> but I was bullied a lot in mm. elementary school and 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 middle up until seventh grade. Yeah, and so my way of um to not get bullied was to disappear. Yeah, so I disappeared if i i said if i because my voice wasn't masculine enough and all of that stuff so i said if i did not speak if nobody heard me speak yeah or see my gestures or any of that stuff if i just disappeared in the room i would right. not get bullied and it kind of worked but it affected me that also would affect me yeah. so for about three four years i really hardly spoke that's all, crazy because those are room. key years on socializing development and yeah. all that too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and but now I use it to my advantage. Now. I love that. <laughs> I love that. So yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> I so, love that. You know, um, I appreciate this conversation so much. Me too. You have no idea. I it's, needed it. I me too. Yeah. It's been weird, and but I it's also kind of nice reaffirming what I thought the vibe was with you just connected <laughs> online, seeing you and just even, you know, again, first time we've ever seen each other face to face. Yeah. Cause you would text me sometimes or Facebook message me when you would drive by sometimes. Yeah. Like, hey, was that you? Yeah. It was. Yeah. Thank you for and again, I <laughs> was afraid. Yeah. I intentionally put off interviews with you. Like, and not intentionally. No, I get it. Things yeah. happen. Like we were, you know, we were rebuilding the floors. Yeah. All. But prior to mm-hmm. that, like I would, I would, I would try to find an excuse not yeah. to come and meet with you because I was terrified. What what made you terrified? Can I ask that? Just me being a being a uh, me. I'm terrified with meeting new people, and mm. um, I guess I still kind of struggle with acceptance, kind of. So I still struggle with that a bit, especially when meeting new people. So when I when I saw that you were into the arts yeah. and you were into dancing and choreography and I was like, okay, this is somebody uh-huh. that I know I could be myself with yes. and I won't have to do, you know. It's so, always crazy finding a creative who is also in the military. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I knew that we would have some things to talk about, right? Yeah. Because it's, to do one or the other takes mm-hmm. a, a, a certain person, more mm-hmm. or less, in my opinion. Yeah. But to do both, to do both. there's a dynamic there that is just... Yeah, far and few. Yeah, and that's why I'm shocked that you didn't know about the soldier show. 
I well I, again I didn't start dancing till college and then when I was in the army to me it was just cool cool stuff yeah you know run, where were you stationed at Fort Bliss which we traveled to Fort Bliss so many times I was probably in the field you were probably in the field <laughs> I was probably doing something dumb you know or yeah. I was if it was after <laughs> hours I was probably running crazy in, okay. in around Fort Bliss um, okay but you know I I'm just so happy. To be sitting here with you. Yeah. I'm happy that you found your voice. Thank almost you. literally. Literally, yeah. <laughs> right? And just that you shared your story with me. Because it's been therapeutic for me to hear it. Me too. And to share a little bit with it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm like a, I'm trying to find reasons to do it. And then um, the reason why I do this right now is so that my son Elijah, who I wish you could meet, but he was kind of nice tired. <laughs> um, that maybe it's the PTSD in me. I don't know. The morbidness. But it's like if something were to ever happen... I want him to see me talking to interesting people, to people that he could learn from. Oh, wow. And I wanted to speak with you just strictly off of the, the, the <clears throat> speech playoffs. Like, that's alone is yeah. we're talking to you about. But all these other things, I think he's going to see different colors of right. his dad now. And uh, thank you for sharing that wow. and letting him see that. Yeah. I just want to ask, and I ask everybody this when my son looks at this 10, 15 years from now, right? He'll still be in our lives. Yes. Uh, Aww. <laughs> um, you know, and he's looking back at at uh, at uh, Tio Julio, right? What would you want him to know? What life lesson have you learned that you wanted him to share? Um, I would definitely tell him what I tell my students, which is it's okay to be yourself. I love that. No one it said is, that yet. Yeah, it is okay to be yourself. It is okay. Uh, to love yourself it is okay to be a complex individual mm. you don't have to settle for what the status quo is like being normal is boring yes so boring yeah but society tells us that that's not the right direction to go in you have to be in this box yeah but creatives we live outside of the box yeah and sometimes people don't understand that so I I will definitely tell him that it is okay to be yourself, live outside of the box, and just just have confidence to just do what you want to do, what you're passionate about. And no matter, and this is something I tell myself, no matter where life takes you, always try to find that passion. Mm. always try to stay focused on what your passion is. I always say you can always find music in the noise. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> At the that. end of Mr. Peace Playout. People don't get it when I say remember I, to always find I music in the noise. I didn't get it. For, so that, for me, when I started saying that was when I was deployed. There was all this noise going around me, all this craziness I love you happening. so much right now. <laughs> be, be, because... because you found that on deployment? Yes, that's I started saying that on deployment. I'm finding music in the noise you right these? now. I am not. Okay, so when I deployed, I made a vow to myself that I wouldn't dance for nine to twelve months because I needed to focus on my soldiers and on my job. Mm. And if I was focused on finding music or something else, I wouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. So I would play music in my striker with my team. We would do like R and B Wednesdays, mm -hmm. and, you know, but I wouldn't <clears throat> dance because that was the time uh. I should be sleeping. Time I should be studying. Time I should be. Did you want them to know that you were a dancer? They knew I was a dancer. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't hide that stuff. Okay. But um, I, I told myself I wouldn't go find dance in it. But it was my birthday, and I and God blessed me, and He found me a uh, He helped me find an empty tent. Oh. I'll, I'll show you this video later too. 
and I got to freestyle in that tent with my headphones on for like two hours. Oh my gosh. But, it, but I came up with uh, this phrase hit me and it says, uh, music is everywhere. Yeah. So dance anywhere. Oh, I love so the, that. So the fact that you have your saying, which is what? Always find music in the I noise. I love that. Yes. But it also is not specific to music only. It's right. to life. Whatever you're general. passionate about, whatever gets but, you going. Yeah. But also whatever negativity is going on around you. What do you mean by that? So mm, let me see. How do I explain it? Um, for me, at the time when I first started saying that, um, we were getting there were there were reports of soldiers getting kidnapped on base a lot and i used to again by myself i used to walk back and forth to my chew by myself doing? i didn't have anybody to walk me Where's home your buddy? i didn't have a buddy i'm so mad at your leadership <laughs> right now I didn't give me your commander's name on a call and like what were you doing i'm you sorry i didn't i didn't ha i was by it's myself in my office everybody else was officer so i didn't have a buddy so i would walk back and forth by myself but anyway um so i'm just using this as an, exa as an example um you could be battling with something or something in your life is not going the way you want to or you're in a deployment environment in life and it's just negative 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 you have to stay focused and find that yes. positive light yes. in order to keep going forward mm -hmm. so that's what find the noise is all the negativity that's going on the music is the beautifulness that keeps you going i love that so that's what the mu find music in the noise i love that means. so much <laughs> thank you for sharing and explaining that yeah i i think that the, the lover stuff and explaining that yeah. i think he's gonna get so much out of that Right. Because a lot of and I, I I've always been this way as well. A lot of people think that and I guess it's my fault, a lot of people think that my life has always been great. Like I've always been this bubbly person, aside from these years when they didn't know me because I was disappeared in a room. Yeah. But even then, like that was my way to combat negativity. Mm. Was to disappear. Okay, yeah. So um a lot of people only see this positive bubbly persona but it's because i i try my hardest to either suppress negativity or find my way around the negativity and stay focused on the positive or i don't share it at all because i i feel like if i'm sharing it on facebook or social media or all that stuff then it's just gonna stay there and i'm gonna revert back to it or i'm gonna see it or people are gonna keep commenting on it come and i'm just gonna yeah. relive it relive. so i don't ever really share negativity that happens to me and when it does happen to me i always to me i always try to minimize it or push it in the back here somewhere yeah suppress it as much as possible but the the downside to that is that when i go to therapy it comes out <laughs> well that's why we go to therapy that, that, that's what it's there for yeah and then it's just a ball of emotion but anyway yeah. so but it's important where, people see the dynamic yeah there's both sides there's both sides right and i've i've i think i've i'm becoming more and because of Mr. Pete, Mr. Pete is allowing me to become more open and to express dude, dude, myself dude. more. I don't think he's in a character because I just see you. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? You know, or, or like a side <laughs> of you, like, you know, but I, it sounds like you're very self-aware mm -hmm. of what's going on. And I don't know if that's helping you process things in the moment or when you get to therapy or whatever it is, but it, 
it's exciting to see. Well, I think it's because I I I am not talking to myself. I'm 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 teaching somebody else, or I'm trying to teach somebody else. That's mm. where that's where I say the Mister Pete persona because he's a a teacher. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I like that a lot. He's a teacher, so I'm using the teach like what I do in my classroom. I'm using the teaching mechanism to help me cope. I guess I don't know. I mean, if this positive <laughs> stuff that comes out of it, yeah, why not? Yeah, I guess. So. Uh, and then the last question is: I want to keep having great conversations like this with Aww. different people. Yes. So, who would you suggest I reach out to? Whether you know them or not, you know, someone that you think has something to offer, words of nuggets, or wisdom nuggets, <laughs> words of wisdom yeah. uh, to my son, or who's helped you kind of get to where you are, maybe even. Uh, many people. Give me, give me, give me one. Just one. Many people. It may or may not happen, but I think just to share saying, words saying of that wisdom name. and encouragement. Um, we gotta edit this. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! If I could, I mean, we we gotta edit this part. Okay. You probably won't. You probably don't want to answer, but somebody asked me. And you know what? No, don't edit it. I won't edit I it. I want to be transparent. Okay. Somebody asked me. Um, we had a theater teacher training like three weeks ago or so. Okay. And they asked me, who was the person that you look up to or influenced you the most? Okay, similar question. And I didn't have an answer. Really? Is that because you felt so secluded for so long? You I, looked inside? I never really had to think about it. Um, so I think so. Interesting. I, I honestly, they have been, there has not been one specific person. They have always been people in different parts or times in my life that helped me get through that moment. Yeah. Um, uh, but it's always been for different reasons, but I don't, That's okay, I though. don't have, I can honestly say and this is sad, <laughs> but it, three weeks ago when I had that question, I had to think back and I answered truthfully and I'm going to answer truthfully okay. to you. And I literally said in the group session, I can honestly say I have never really had one person that I looked up to and aspired to be based on the way they have lived their life and say, okay, I want to, I want to emulate that i want to be like that yeah. i've never i i don't I think, think that's okay, i've had that i'm okay with is that. it okay yeah because i think that's when and I know we're going a little off topic but i think it's relevant i think when you not you when, when people start because that that gets into the realm of idolizing somebody mm -hmm. right but the problem with that is they're human mm -hmm. so good examples like kanye Right. <laughs> Some people can't separate the music from the person. Yeah. Right. So, so when he starts saying some wild stuff, they're like, well, I can't listen to his music anymore. To me, that's crazy. That is crazy. Because I'm like, but if you just listen to the music yeah. alone, it's, it's, good spe music. it's special. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, take it for what, what you want. So to me, that's the same thing as not putting too much on that person in their life. Yeah. And just who's impacting. So I think you named a couple already and I, I'm going to give you homework, teacher. <laughs> okay. It takes some time 
and figure out. And the reason why I ask this question is one, so that we can keep the conversations going. Mm-hmm. But then two, to give back to you uh, a moment to give thanks, gratitude to certain people. So you already mentioned some people already. Yeah, there's definitely been uh, people in, 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 like I said, in different parts, That's good. times in my life. Um, mother, Miss Good, yeah. The, the NCO, Sergeant Hartwell, Warren Officer Harvey, I told you about. Um, Timothy Graffenreed, who is a Broadway composer. He literally was the one that got me started performing. That's amazing. Because um, he came down to St. Croix and he wrote an original musical with Lilius White, Tony Award winner. Yeah. And um, did a show with them. Yeah. And he has been, I guess, yeah, I guess he would be. He would Somebody be, that's impacted you. Yeah, in, he in has a way. had the most impact. Yeah. So yes, I'll say Mr. <laughs> Timothy Graffenreed has had the most impact on my life, the most influence on my life. He has been my mentor uh, since high school, since 14 years old. That's powerful. Um, and he has been there guiding me every in every decision that I have made yeah. since 14 years old, musically, but just in life in general. Um, he recently passed away since COVID started. Um, thank you. He started. He passed away a few months ago. So, um, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, he would. I'm glad be you guys had to that, thank him then. Yeah. So the last time I physically saw him was last year, last December. I went to see yeah. Once on This Island on Broadway, and I um, stopped by his apartment and only oh. spoke for like four or five hours, <laughs> and that was. And we had plans of collaborating with the theater company and yes, um, doing yes, shows together yes, yes. and he's written so much music and so much shows and plays and music he's written and done so much over a span of he wrote the music for uh the Wiz on broadway he was That's, the original composer it's so crazy to me when people write or produce or create that much <laughs> because younger me very fresh dancer at the time would have said, I, I, I'm worried I might run out oh, of creativity, yeah. right? And so, but now I'm, I'm just, I think I get it. I think I see more as a muscle. It is. And you use it more, it'll give you more. Yes. Yes. Is, is, is that how it works? That is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely <laughs> 100% how it works. I'm yeah. Learning. If you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I worry about that too. Even with Mr. Peace Playhouse, I feel like I run out of topics to talk about. Excuse me, but yeah. I don't. <laughs> like every week, there's something. And even aside from Mr. Peace Playhouse, just in general, um, I've done so much. Like um, the last interview I did, like two weeks ago, one of the comments was, "He's done enough." He's done as much as a 65-year-old. I hear that a lot. And I'm like, because I said I was only 30, how old am I? 31. <laughs> I okay, yeah, that's how old I am. I keep forgetting. Um, After 30 doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> you matter, but, but age doesn't matter. <laughs> but when he said that, I was like, oh, wow. Um, so, and the reason why I've done so much, I feel like, is because I never get... I never get tired of wanting to create, wanting to perform. Yes. Um, and when I am not in this element, 
for too long or wait when i yeah crazy. when i am not in it something is missing i, I get, have to I get find angry. yeah <laughs> i have to i have to create i have to do something and so that's why um Mr. St. Croix happened, and after that, um, Military Idol happened, and then Soldier Show happened, and it was just back to back to back to back, because I, be, I feel like I get complacent, and I got to find something else. Yeah. <laughs> but I, think, I, I, think, I think you also, when you're that creative, and you, you know, you kind of manifest some of those things, and it's like, yeah, you're going to go find those opportunities, right? True, yeah. Because I... I didn't know about those shows. Yeah. I don't know how you found out about those shows, yeah. but, but you obviously were singing or you let your your NCOs know that mm-hmm. that's something that you did and they were able to find those things. Yeah. But if you hadn't shared that exactly. at all, then they, exactly. that would have never. That's another fine music in the noise. Like yes. You could be in I love that. a position that you're not being creative or not doing what you want to do, but you got to find it. I yeah. worked when I had first came to Houston, I was in the reserves and I got a job with the city of Houston, uh, the fire department. Okay. And I was supposed to be an HR generalist person, but I was answering phones mm. at the front desk because yeah. I was just a filler, yeah. I guess. And I would literally sit there and I was a receptionist. Waiting for... Waiting for people to come in. Some nice people wouldn't come in for hours. I'll be watching Wendy Williams <laughs> every morning and The View. Like, and I couldn't... I just... I just didn't want to be there anymore. Something was just, again, I didn't feel like I fit in there. Yes, yes. So I I remember I used to go downstairs for lunch. I used to eat at the YMCA downstairs, out, outdoors. Yeah. And I would just sit and I would watch. And I would watch people and I would watch them and I would watch the birds. Okay. And I, I'm going to make a connection because I just made a connection in my head and in my heart. And I want to cry right now. Do. I would watch the birds and I would watch the birds fly away freely. And I would watch them come back and they would eat their bread or whatever. But then they would fly away freely. Okay. And those were the same birds that I used to watch in Iraq. I would go up to the top floor <laughs> and I would I sit on the ledge I know birds. and I felt trapped in Iraq. But when I went out there and I sat, I have a picture actually of me sitting on the ledge. On Will you share with me later? Yes. Thank you. And I would sit and I would watch the birds fly away. And I would sit and I'll be like, those birds are living their dreams they get to come and go and do what they want and they're living their passion by just eating the bread and flying away i need to be able to be as free as that bird that was the decision that moment on deployment was when i decided to get off active duty i was coming up on um re-enlistment and Actually, I was I needed to realize, yeah. <laughs> but and I was struggling with do I stay in or do I leave? Do mm-hmm. I stay in because um, there was opportunities with Army Entertainment, yeah. But I also felt limited there too because I was still a soldier. I know. So anyway, so I I in that moment, well, those moments of seeing the birds was when I made my decision that I was getting out mm-hmm. the military. Yeah. Uh, well, getting off active duty, join the reserves. But I was I came back to HFD fire department and I was stuck again. But those same not those birds, but birds yeah. 
was what reminded me of why I got out That's amazing. of the military, why I got off active duty. You wanted to pursue your music and be free. And so I, de- I quit my job yeah. with the fire department and I enrolled back in school. And that's when I went for my performance degree. That's amazing. <laughs> and the rest is history. <laughs> but yeah. No regrets. No regrets. I love it. None whatsoever. I'm so thankful for you right now. Oh. I am. I always... Yeah.